Hello, and welcome to Leveling Up with Love. I'm your host and mindset coach, Mary Howard. Inside the podcast, we will create awareness, discuss thought management, and other actionable life strategies to have you leveling up on life with love and compassion for yourself and those you love. If you find this valuable, please like, leave a review, and share. When you're ready to apply this to your life specifically, connect with me for a no-obligation consultation call. Enjoy the episode. Hey, y'all. Welcome. Welcome back. We're going to continue the conversation around discipline, self-discipline, and how we have this negative connotation with a word that can be so beneficial for us, a concept that can be super beneficial. And that is one of self-discipline and areas that bring us to our next level. And I was sharing last week about how amidst the quarantine, I was home alone, unpartnered, just me and I maybe had an aloe plant at that time. I definitely started getting live Christmas trees at that time because it was like anything alive that could be around me (laughs) was beneficial. Uh, But I was sharing with you how I woke up, got dressed, did my home workouts. And I did that from a place of love, of strengthening the relationship with myself, of how what appears to others sometimes as boring or discipline in this negative light. Like people always say, oh, how do you always end up in the gym so early? How do you stay in the gym so early? Or how do you always eat healthy? Right? Like it's it's looked at like this from this angle of you must be punishing yourself or that's hard. That must suck. And in reality, it's become apparent to me and I love articulating in this way. It feels so powerful is that this is all out of love, out of self-love. What beautiful measure of, of support and love and compassion for ourselves we can really just have then performing, then come showing up in this, in a way that brings us to our highest self. You see, because when we come from love, this is the opposite of coming from fear. And a lot of times we look at health, wellness, even words like budget for when we're talking about money and funds, right? although calories function in a lot of the same way as budgets. But when we look at this or we look at our careers or even our time management, someone being so busy, it's like we look at this this discipline from this angle of punishment. And it's really liberating and empowering to look at it through this angle of love showing up consistently in a way that brings you to your most authentic and powerful and purposeful self. It's beautiful. And we're going to continue to talk about that. You see, because fear, which what we typically associate with something like self-discipline, it would not, it doesn't cut it. Right. And that's why I think sometimes people get uh, confused with willpower or losing motivation, 
Right. And that's why when we talk about creating habits and rituals, that it's about why, why is this important for you? Why does this matter? And often we come to this space of like, I want to feel better. Right? Everything we do is in an effort to feel better. It's an effort to feel slightly more improved from where we are. And so when we start to look at it through this, we recognize that fear just wouldn't have cut it. It fear, it shrinks us. It keeps us stuck because we're, our brain is, is not expanding. It's constricting. And so then we just react. We react and we go back to old patterns and behaviors because we're not thinking clearly. We're not responding to the elements or the circumstances of life. But when we come from this fullness, from this love, right, from this like, okay, if I'm a complete and whole person right now, what kind of decision would I make? If I really authentically loved me, what direction would I go in? And that's a beautiful question to ask yourself. Does this feel like growth or does this feel like I'm, I'm shrinking, I'm constricting, I'm regressing? And these conversations that you can have with yourself or with a coach or in any way that you have them through journaling, et cetera, this is how we continue to create this relationship. Like I said, like in this time, I was really strengthening the relationship with myself and I continue to do that. And I'm super blessed and thankful and fortunate enough to have the awareness to be creating this relationship. And I hope this for you, you see, because in this time it wasn't like I'm scared. And even now when I show up for myself in wellness and health and fitness and funds and money management and time management, it's like, okay, we're full. How are we going to do this? How do we show up in this together for ourselves, for our current self and our future self? These conversations are so powerful right? It's like, okay, how strong can you get? How strong can I get right now, babe? Let's go. Like, let's really look at this. How can you view something you do through this angle? Why do I do this repeatedly? Is this out of love? Is this out of fear? And what might need to shift? Because ultimately, when we're driven by fear, we break down scarcity, having to do things, people pleasing, perfectionism. This is all driven from fear, not being enough, not doing enough, not being good enough, all right? But when we begin to really connect and build a relationship with ourselves, and then make decisions based on fullness, on abundance, on love, like knowing that we are enough exactly as we are, when we begin to set boundaries because we prioritize ourselves, when we can can view circumstances and situations with flexibility, with forgiveness. You see the difference? True, authentic self-love says, I love you and I can love me more. And this is what I need right now. I, I can, and I would argue that when we come from this place of like, what do I need? Not from a place of intentionally hurting others or anything like that. And I'm, I'm sure that's super clear to you all. That's not where we're coming from, right? That's like not even in the same universe, but just like, okay, how do I support me right now? How do I love me right now first? Because when we come from this place, 
we're able to actually, first of all, we get so much more done. We are so much more productive, not from the space of like, I have to get this done. I want to be busy. I want all, all this overwhelm. But from like, what, what can I do first for me? How can I exhibit and exercise self-love and self-care and even self-discipline that will bring me to a place of peace and calm and fullness for myself? And then it's the wildest thing, but everyone around us benefits immensely because when we're full, then we can pour into others. And this is, it takes place in shifts. It's, it's small, tiny shifts, right? And I'm wondering how we do this. And I encourage you to, let's, let's start looking at how can you challenge yourself to do this cognitively, right? So while you're doing the workout or while you're making a new decision, or maybe when you decide not to purchase something because you're working towards something bigger, when you are exercising this self-discipline, how can you challenge yourself to also become aware of and redirect your thoughts cognitively, like in your in your mind, so that what is no longer going to be a choice, it's just what it is because we practice it so much. How can we do this cognitively? Like how can we have this discipline to not say, oh, I should have, right? Or I or this would have been better, like all that blame and judgment. But how can we use it as like, this is what we're doing because, because we want to, because I love you, because I want to become my most powerful and authentic self. And we can do this in a lot of ways. You can do this in affirmations. They have to be meaningful and purposeful for you though. You can't just like find an affirmation off the internet and if it doesn't resonate, it's not going to work. So thinking about affirmations is really powerful. And like I mentioned, printing them out, writing them down, putting them all over the freaking place until they become like an automatic thing. Daily gratitude. Gratitude, any type of journaling also requires discipline right? Like how can we create these habits and these rituals that help us in our cognition also, that help us not just in our, the actions that we can see and hold and touch, not in the tangibles, but also in the, in the thoughts, right? And again, not suggesting like this hundred percent toxic happiness type stuff. Like life is a hundred percent good and everything has to be good. No, that's not a reality. Like sometimes circumstances suck. Sometimes, sometimes something will suck. Right. And it can, and it, and to acknowledge that and to be with that, to be with the suck helps us to heal from it because instead of resisting, we just allow it. And then it flows. It's like a river. Think about it. Like think about yourself, even like a river, right? It's just, it's going to flow. And every once in a while, you're going to come up to a rock and you can't, if you, if you, if the water, imagine the water just stayed stuck right in front of that one rock. And it was like, no, I'm going through this damn rock and I don't really care about what's around the rock, right? It just stayed so focused on the rock. And we do this a lot. 
that it just was like trying to power through the water was trying to power through this rock, but it's not going to happen. That's like resistance. That's what resistance is. And that's why we create anxiety for ourselves because we keep trying to power through this one rock when you're, you're the river, you get to acknowledge the rock and then flow around it. And this is how we redirect. And it doesn't have to be immediate. The river runs. The river is always running, right? It's beautiful, beautiful flow. For us, sometimes it may not be immediate. But when you're ready, let it continue to flow. And only you know when you are. So back to this skill of self-discipline and how it creates even freedom in our mind. It's a practice. It's a skill. In the new year, I was leaning into and, and reminding myself, like, hmm, I haven't really been writing in my gratitude journal much. And how am I going to reincorporate that into my day? And then I was inspired by my nieces. And we all decided that we were going to go back to a regular routine of good gratitude practice. And you have all heard me talk about habits. And what we mentioned is, and what I've mentioned is something called habit building. When we have one habit, right, and from there we can add another one. It's a great way to add in additional habits that you'd like to include in your day. So what I've been doing lately is I put my journal where I eat my breakfast, right? And every morning I add a little bit to it. And it takes discipline. Not every morning do I feel like writing in my gratitude journal, but it's incredible how many things I can come up with when I choose to engage in that habit, in that ritual. And when I use the self-discipline first thing in the morning with intention and I start writing, it's just like it, it shifts. Things shift. Everything shifts, even on a day that can suck just brings a whole new level of awareness, like redirecting to what we do want is so incredibly important. And how does self-discipline create our identity? Right? Again, like often people will ask me, how are you in the gym so early? So consistently? Well, it did require discipline. I'm human too. I don't always want to get out of bed at five o'clock in the morning when it's dark and it's cold and I'd rather sleep in. Sure. But it's just like a non-negotiable at this point. It's no longer even a decision. And this is the beauty. This is how I was connecting discipline with decisions. It's like, yes, life is a series of decisions. And what's beautiful about self-discipline is that we do something enough times that it just becomes part of our lifestyle. It's just automatic. And even on days when I oversleep or I just, uh, my body is tired, right? I acknowledge that, but I stay in the routine and it's so valuable for us and for you to stay in a routine. So even if like you're just getting started with a wellness practice, say it's movement and you really want to incorporate some movement, like just find something simple, something simple and doable for you that you can start installing in your day daily because it really is more about creating that connection with yourself and it becomes part of who you are and your lifestyle and your identity. And it starts with a small shift. When we exercise self-discipline long enough, 
it's no longer even a decision. It's like an, it's a non-negotiable. It's just part of who we are. Let's talk about it. this. This is relevant with food. This is relevant in, in every area, right? But often it's interesting to observe myself and I would encourage you to observe this for yourself is like when you're faced with decisions around food, does it feel like a struggle or does it feel like a choice? So for example, I'm going to be honest like I always am. I love chocolate. (laughs) I eat chocolate, eat a little bit of dark chocolate, probably on most days. And I love it. It's high quality, low sugar chocolate. And it's good for your brain. And I'm running with that. And I love it. But candy, like this, um, you know, the Hershey's factory candy, anything with hydrogenated oils, like Skittles, all these like full on sugar snacks that sugar is just so toxic. They're just a non-negotiable. Like I'm not exercising willpower anymore. It's not even a it's not even a question. It's not a it, it's not even it's a non-issue rather. It's a result of a lot of self-discipline because I did used to eat all of that stuff. It's a result of self-discipline that lasts long enough to create this scenario now where it's a not even in it's not even a thought. It's not even an issue. It's just like, no, I, I don't eat that period. And I, I'm not missing out. It's not a problem. Right? So th- again, this is how we can acknowledge that self-discipline, it, it, it helps create our identity for sure. And it is a form of self-love, self-care, if you will. And it gives us so much freedom. And it's a process takes time. First, we have to recognize behaviors. Then we begin to kind of implement small shifts. And then over time, they become part of you, just who you are, your identity. It's helpful to have accountability and support and guidance. And that's why you hire a coach. That's why you hire me as your coach. I love this work. It's also why I work with clients for a minimum of six months. Because Months one through three, we're like creating awareness. We're evaluating. We're really just starting to observe, right? And then we begin to identify what what shifts would really support your desires, your goals, your the outcomes that you're looking for. And then we make those shifts and patterns, both physically and cognitively. And that takes time also, time and intention. And then we evaluate like what's working, what isn't, how can we make shifts, what would be different, what would be more helpful, what would be more beneficial. We apply what works in other areas of life. See, because how we do one thing is often how we do many. I love Dave Ramsey. He's like the granddaddy of financial freedom. And he says, live like no one else today so you can live like no one else in your future. And speaking of tough love, you know, Mr. Ramsey is definitely a tough love kind of guy. But he's right. And this is true in all areas of life, financial, career, love, weight management, all the decisions that can become very routine and become just automatic when we're disciplined enough to make them 
regularly enough so that they can go into that autopilot. You see, because right now, I would encourage you to just kind of observe your day, observe your behaviors and notice what's an autopilot for you right now that is not in service of you or who you want to be. Just begin to notice that. And I also challenge you to just think about what small shift could I make that would move me into the direction of my dreams, of my goals, of, of a life that I really love and live with, with intention and purpose. And it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It doesn't have to be massive. It can be a tiny little thing. Until next time, y'all, be well. Thank you for sharing this time together. Are you ready to level up on life with love and compassion for the self? Connect with me at mary-howard.com, mary-howard.com. Connect for a consultation call, a no obligation consultation call. We'll spend some time exploring where you are right now, where you'd like to be, and how one-on-one personalized life coaching will get you there.